The following Outlaw Radio audio presentation is parody. Please be a grown-up and accept the following program as it is intended. Some elements of Outlaw Radio may not be suitable for uh, anyone. There may be occasional content that offends you or that you find irrelevant. If that is the case, we are doing our job. Accordingly, listener discretion is advised. Outlaw Radio is not for everybody, but neither is Kim Chi. Doohickey, you know, the doohickey that rolls. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> hey, this is Shelly Berman on Outlaw Radio. Listen, come on, listen to me or listen to Matt. It, if you like being bored, it's great for you. It's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt. But I'm here to... Live from the Lighten Up Lounge, this is Tom DeLuise saying, this is Outlaw Radio. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. Lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we... Interrupt. Well, a cordial uh, welcome to Outlaw Radio, live from the Light Up Lounge, smoking, drinking, interrupting. Hey, look, look, Tattoo Dave is back. I'm glad uh, Dave is back. Glad to be here. We, uh, we've we been missing you there, uh, Tattoo Dave. Miss you guys, too. Uh, Mark is here. Mark C.G. Moore is here every week, and we never miss him. Lori is here. Lori Downey Jr., our producer. Lori Downey Jr. Here I am. There she is in that uh, in that black top. Isn't it funny how females, they don't call shirts shirts. Females call shirts tops. Tops. Right? Wait, what is that? Like, I, I don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, it is a shirt, but for a female, it's a top. One more thing to not understand. <laughs> yeah, about females. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you call Do you call it a shirt or a top, Lori? It's a top, right? It's a top. Yeah, it's a top. And it's not white and it's not wet. No. Uh, y- yes. Oh, that's and not too creepy. There, there, <laughs> therein lies 
our lack of uh, subscriptions to the... I was going to say the Showtime version. The YouTube version of Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Just simply punch that in, Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio, and you'll find us, our smiling faces, including but not limited to, Billy Dilly, Marine, HR Man, Handyman, Cat Whisperer. (laughs) Have you seen any of his cat whispering, Dave? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty spot on, isn't he? I got a girl for him. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> the girl that talks cat. What's that? <laughs> yeah. That was sort of the impetus of this, you know, the, yeah. uh, that idiot stick. <laughs> Wait, we've got we've got her. Where where is she? Uh, let's uh, let's play her again. I don't, wait, what is that under, Lori? She's so irritating. She's worth playing again. Is it under cat whisperer or cat or? Can you find that? Yeah. I forget her name. Well, because, you know, could have been a man, happened to be a woman. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Why is it all the uh, double lugs are, uh, hate men? Well, because I think men never gave them the time of day. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a lot of truth in that, don't you? I do. Matt, what are you, a caveman? Yes, yes I am. I've said this a million times. Are you searching for that, Lori? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I can move on until... Or did you find it? No. No cut, no cut, no cut. Okay. <clears throat> I know it's still there because that's something I would never remove. Yeah, I'm trying to find out what you labeled it as. I don't know. So what the hell did Joe Biden just say, my friends? <laughs> Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman has struggled to put sentences together on the campaign trail, yet he's recovering from a stroke, you see? Joe Biden is old, full of COVID, and ridden with dementia. The president also suffers from diarrhea of the mouth, which happened at a Democratic National Committee rally in Maryland. Um, Republicans are now uh, semi-fascists. According to the the Democratic Party, Republicans are now semi-fascist, which she noted, uh, this uh, Lee, noted as Biden's deplorables moment for 2022. Uh, See, no one cares, Joe. Besides the fact that it's not true, everyone claps and nods in agreement out of politeness. Even his own party knows that's not true. You're not respected at home or abroad. You're the diaper-wearing grandpa who garters the attention of a pity crowd because everyone and their mother knows you cannot do the job, Joe. You can't be president, and you'll never be great. Your approvals have reached a month-long high, barely breaking 40%. Yet, let's zero in on a moment that Biden and Fetterman share which is whatever the hell he is trying to say here. It's number 878, Lori. 878. What the hell is Joe Biden saying here? If we elect two more senators, we keep the House and Democrats, we're going to get a lot of unfinished business. We're going to get done. (laughs) Biden knees. One more time for this old sloppy (laughs) piece of crap. If we elect two more senators... We keep the House and Democrats. We're going to get a lot of unfinished business. We're going to get done. Excuse me? (laughs) Does Joe get people's names wrong at high-level phone calls with nations like, oh, I don't know, Russia and China? I I feel that he does. 
Yeah. Or his word salads are, are so grand that it requires pervasive interjections by his staff in clarifying what he's saying. He needs that staff to explain. Biden is not pleased that White House staffers treat him like a quasi-Alzheimer's patient. In fact, he's downright angry about it. Well, that's because technically he is one. Uh, when you allow Joe to be himself, he crashes into a tree. He called for regime change in Russia after they invaded Ukraine this year. I mean, this man is a mess. I'm assuming behind the camera, we know in front of the camera, this Joe Biden is a friggin' laughingstock. A mess. But it's the, embarrassing. But the Dems don't care because they hate Donald Trump so much. Yeah. It's a, it's a sickness. Uh, Bill Maher is, uh, he's coming around again, although he loves to feature those uh, those big lefty idiot sticks on his show. I, uh, I have had a problem with Rob Reiner for a gazillion years, and it started about 20 years ago. Let me do the math on this. When Outlaw Radio started, it was George Burns, uh, the day George Burns died. Oh, wow. And I think that was 2007. So I have disliked Rob Reiner for, I think, almost 30 years. <laughs> and it's because Rob Reiner was this, this you talk about fascism? Fascist, non-smoking zealot. Because people like Rob Reiner need to tell you what to do in your own life. But it's okay to murder an unborn child in his mind. That's fine. Abortion, all bets are off. But damn it, don't you light up. And certainly don't light up in an apartment building. Mark's condos, 10 minutes from where we emanate here in the San Fernando Valley, spitting distance from Hollywood, California, they just outlawed no smoking in any of the condos. Apartments, townhomes, con- anything was shared with. Places. <laughs> Not even on your balcony. No. Places they own. The but we can barbecue. Pla- but they, but you can barbecue. <laughs> and this is fine. in the city of San Fernando, which is a pretty well-run little town, I must tell you. And I always had was under the impression that we had conservatives running the joint. Because I'll tell you what, they're good on crime. I mean, they will slap you upside the head if they see you uh, performing the old graffiti dance. But, uh, man, no... So what is the fine there? No smoking in the... Yeah, what is the fine, Mark? Uh, there isn't. It's, it's uh, jail. Jail? You're making this Stop up, it. right? Stop no. it. It's jail time. Jail time. For smoking in your own... No, no, for, for, for graffiti. Okay, let me move on. Everyone else knew what I was talking about, right, yeah. Lori? Did happened? you know? No, no. He's always a step. He's always about three steps behind. That's Mark C. G. I Barr. don't know what the fine is. Yeah. Okay. See, that would have been easy. Uh, Mark C. G. Boyer and my own self had a great time at. Uh, well, let me speak for myself. I'll attempt to let Mark <laughs> attempt to speak for himself. Yeah. Okay. But another great time at uh, Milt Larson, the uh, proprietor, the creator of the Magic Castle, the private club in Hollywood, Cali, a couple nights ago. It was one of the one of the gooder times. Yes. And uh, and he finally broke down and invited me <laughs> to a Friday lunch. Now let me explain. The Magic Castle has been around since 1961. And a half. 
and it is was a dilapidated old mansion that Bill Larson and his brother Milt, who is still with us, God love him, 92 years old, 91. You know, once you get in your 90s, you, you, you sort of forget. That's 90, I, feel I, believe, in my 50s. I believe he's 91. And, and these two brothers, whose father was a prominent attorney here in the Hollywood region and was, uh, was Bess Houdini's attorney, this man loved magic and performed magic on stage. And his sons were part of the Magic Act, including his wife, who was part of the Magic Act. First the per- Lady of Magic. First Lady of Magic. And it was a magical family. So these brothers, to pay homage to their dad, found this dilapidated mansion on 701 Franklin Avenue in the hills of Hollywood, ripped it, gutted it, redid it, and turned it into this palace known as the Magic Castle, a private club for magicians. Now, I say private, but listen, you can buy your way in. I'm sure if you were to do a couple hundred bucks to the person at the front desk, I shouldn't even say this. This is, <laughs> this is almost blasphemous. You know, 400 bucks. I think 400 bucks would probably do it. Listen, if I were man in the door there, you were a, you were a doorman here in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Tattoo Dave. Yeah. I mean, what would it take? A couple hundred bucks? Oh, yeah. Less than that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, but but your places were not private clubs. They were rock and roll right. hangouts. Right. It was more underage. Let the, let the underage pay a little to get in. Yeah. Boy, those were the days, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, this this joint, which I, I love so much, for many, many years, I have been attending Friday lunch. But as I have explained to Milt Larson over the last year, year and a half, it's like, yeah, I don't really go there much anymore. It's sort of corporate and so on. Well, I think it finally got to him because he... And this is a 91-year-old guy who is much younger than I will ever be. He said, Matt, you know, you talk about... And these are things that I'm thinking that he would have forgotten or it's not on his mind. Because these are things I talked to him about months ago. And he said, said, Matt, I I, I know that, you know, it's not the old clubhouse, you remember. It's, It's not that joint. All the people used to hang out there with are dead, Matt. They're dead. There's nothing you could do. This is Mill talking to me. There's nothing you can do about it. He said, but since I've retaken over, it has become the old castle again that you remember. And he said, I would like to invite you to a Friday lunch. Now, why would that not have been a big deal several years ago? Because Milt would have his Friday lunch as all of us members of the castle would show up on a Friday. Great food, barbecue, ribs, stuff that wasn't on the menu during the week. The world's greatest chili, um, handcrafted by Milt Larson. It's his recipe. And the real fun times. Well, I couldn't figure out over the last several months when I'm talking to Milt about Friday, well, I'll see you Friday lunch. And he would always make it complicated. Well, you know, it's a meeting and it's a thing. And I'm thinking, what has changed? Here's what has changed. The Friday lunch for Milt is now with a board of directors of the Magic Castle and it is in a separate place called the Houdini Seance Room where before he would sit out there amongst them at the castle and have lunch. Now it is in a room committed to Houdini's seances on special nights, but they close the door. 
That he never explained. But it took him months to finally say, Matt, I would like to invite you to this. So as even though I'm not a board of director, I probably should be. Maybe that's what this is about. Maybe he wants to announce my board of directorship to, to the clan. But uh, this Friday, I will be there. And he said, and Matt, remember, no dress code. I said, how many years have I been coming here? I know, Friday, no dress code. But he also threw in, he said, you know, and I'm not going to mention his, okay, I will, Dale Heidman. He said, Dale, which is sort of his uh, second in command. He said, you know, Dale and I, we get together a little early, about 11.30. Lunch starts at noon, but uh, we get together at the Owl Bar and... Uh, well, we have a couple martinis. And I said, well, I'll be there at 1115. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Got to be ready for the meeting. <laughs> yeah. But after all these years, still quaffing the martinis. Uh, the night with milled a couple nights ago. Uh, copious old fashions filled to the brim with bourbon. Uh, he made an extra strong one this time, so it lasted me several hours, and the only thing I had to refill was ice. That tells you how strong this old-fashioned was. But there's something about his old-fashions. And the way I will tend to make an old-fashioned is I will muddle the stuff, meaning I'll put the orange in and the cherry. He doesn't use cherries. but And I'll muddle it, which means I'll take a wooden muddler and I'll crush it all up in there with the bitters and then the, uh, the, the branch water and then the bourbon. He doesn't do that. And I'm starting to understand why. There's something pure and right about simply putting in that beautiful fresh orange slice. And that's what he does. That's the way he makes it old-fashioned, and it comes out beautifully. And two hours later, I come out beautifully. <laughs> it was... It was so much fun, and I, I went I went on this uh, this Dean Martin. Uh, I was uh, I've been on a Dean Martin bent for about a month now, although I haven't been talking to you folks about it. Uh, I've been watching everything Dean Martin, and I have come to the conclusion that there is one man who is the world's greatest entertainer. Now I used to think he was Sammy Davis Jr. Because a guy could dance, sing, do impressions and everything. But then I watched this this uh, thing on YouTube, this 1965 special hosted by Frank Sinatra, where he got his friends together. Now, you know who his friends are. It's Dean Martin and Sammy. Well, Dean Martin's segment was mesmerizing. Watching that man in 1965 on stage... Dean Martin, every move is perfection. The smile on his face, there's a reason for it. He, uh, w w when, when the audience simp simply wants to show their homage to Dean and they'll give him a standing O or simply applaud, he doesn't take that well. He jokes about it. Unlike Sammy, who will say, oh, thank you, oh, you're much too kind, you're much too kind. Dean Martin will never say you're much too kind. He gives you this sort of look like, wait, that's for me? You know, this, this humble kid from Ohio? I mean, and that's Dean Martin. And he, although he didn't do a lot of dancing on stage, the guy could dance. I don't know if you're aware of this, Lori Downey Jr., our producer, who was a Broadway dancer. Dean Martin could dance better than the finest dancers of his time. Do, have you ever seen him dance? No. 
Uh, you need to because he is electrifying as a dancer. So, my friends, when all is said and done, after all of these years on this planet, there is one man, the world's greatest entertainer, and he happens to be a man named Dean Stankin Martin. And it makes it all so worthwhile. And and I benefited from this meeting with him uh, in this window of opportunity. He lost his son in 1987 or 88. When Dino lost his son, Dino, who, ran, who flew into a mountain, it crushed Dean Martin's life. He loved this kid more than life itself. And for him, that was the end. Which was the reason why, in 1988, Frank Sinatra put he and Sammy together uh, on the road again. But Dean only lasted about eight days of that tour, and finally one day he said, uh, Pally, he's talking to Frank, I, gotta get, I, gotta, I can't do this anymore. And the reason Sinatra did that, and I never read this, but I, I know this is why. He didn't want his old buddy Dean to pass away. He wanted to give him a reason to stick around. And, and the tour lasted eight days, and then I believe Sammy and Frank uh, went a few more months. But Dean Martin was never the same. And then in Hollywood, at the, the Hamburger Hamlet, minding my own business one day, sitting there at the bar, and who do I see sitting in a table by himself, the man with ginormous glasses, almost bottle-like glasses, and I said to myself, that's Dean Martin, I shouldn't bug him. This must have been 91, 92, <clears throat> three or four years before he died, and I said, no, I have to bug him, and I did. And I went over to Dean and I said, let me tell you something that you've heard a gazillion times. Thank you so much. Thank you. You truly are the greatest. And he put out his hand. He said, thank you, Pally. And that was it. I said, can I buy you a drink? He said, no, I'm fine. And the reason why, as now I have read, he would sit in that same seat damn near every day at the Hamburger Hamlet because... It was the perfect distance to the television so he could watch his sports. But at least he got out of the house. And I met the man, the world's greatest entertainer, Dean Martin. Lot to get to when we return on the big dog of broad chasing. I meant to say casting, Pally. <laughs> Outlaw Radio. On YouTube, search Magic Match Outlaw Radio. I'm your boogeyman. <laughs> That's what I am I'm into Whatever I can Be it early morning uh, Or late at night Be it ever I want it tight Boogie man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I'm your boogie man. Come on now. Uh huh. Shut up, shut my head now. I'm your boogie man. Yeah. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Magic match. <laughs> oh yeah. Just go walking on the vocal as much as you can. <laughs> walk on it. They always, they always said step all over it and, and irritate the hell out of everybody. Okay. Now, it is internet radio. Is it okay if I say fist you up the <laughs> 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 